Hey everyone, welcome back to Oh My Pod. I'm Chelsea Reif. Wow, I sound like a news anchor now, but I figured I'd say my last name specifically because uh, a lot of people don't know how to say it, so it's Rife. But I am so excited for today's guest because by now, you all probably know I'm obsessed with alternative forms of guidance, self-help, and the metaphysical, and I have Chris Medina on who is amazing at his work, which is being a psychic medium. I actually discovered him from another podcast where the host said he's really transformed her life, and I knew I had to get him on. We covered how he discovered his gift, how he reads people. It gets really crazy. Like he can actually feel people's senses through himself and you'll hear how he read me. It was really, really insane. And what it's like to live every day, just picking up other people's energies, how he uses it now to guide people. And like I said, we even get into my own mini reading where he says one of the greatest lines I've heard in a while, which is your what ifs will kill you faster than cancer. Not everyone believes in mediums, and that's totally fine, but the experiences I've had with them have been amazing, and so I wanted to have Chris on to share all about his world, and maybe he can even help you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and honestly, if you don't have the time, just rate. Only tap those five stars if you found this interesting or valuable, but think of it as how many followers someone has on social media or how many people visit a blog. My ratings, reviews, and subscribers is how my podcast not only goes up in charts, but honestly, it really just helps me book bigger guests like Chris. I manifested really hard this month and I got some awesome people on that I know you guys will be excited about, but some guests do say no if they think it's too small of a platform. So honestly, just help me help you and I can bring on these major people that you want to hear from. So again, just leave a review if you did find this helpful or interesting or valuable. And with that, let's get into today's episode with the fabulous Chris Medina. Okay, everyone. Today I am here with Chris Medina, who is a psychic medium. Is that how you would describe yourself? Yes. Psychic okay. medium. Yes. Okay. I am so happy you're here because I've heard you on other podcasts and I was like, this is transformative information. Like this is stuff that to me isn't just about guidance. It's about empowerment yep. and really getting a hold of your life and saying, this is the life I want to lead. And I remember listening to you on Annabelle's podcast from Adderall and Compliments. <laughs> and I was like, I have to get in touch with them. And here we are. Here we are. Here yes. we are. And yes. I'm so excited because we've been together for what, five minutes. And we just dove into something that I was like, how did he like read me that well? Right off the bat. It was insane. And so I want to get into that. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Okay. Um, how did you discover that you had this gift? Oh God, ever since I was a kid, I knew. Yeah. I, uh, my, actually my, my dad, I always tell the story. My dad discovered it at a young age and would, um, he's a biker, so they would get stoned Oof. and he would have all his friends come over and I would read his friends while they were getting stoned. And, uh, my dad would ask, then I guess my dad would tell me that I would read people in the car next to us on the street. And then I found out about it. I started utilizing it or realizing what it was when I was like five or six and then started seeing ghosts around seven. Oh my gosh. And yeah. can you describe that experience of what does sea ghost mean? Is it a silhouette? Is it an actual face? Like, what does that look like? I normally just end up feeling it. I can feel the presence coming in, like the spirit or whatever, whatever it is that you want to call it, the ghost. I've only seen it maybe like a handful of times. I don't have that ability. I'll see it every now and then. I mostly hear, feel, and uh, I guess sense it. Wow. Yeah. And is there any physical, like I guess, um, smell or touch or anything that you also experience outside of vision? Smells, yeah. Smells and vision. Smells and vision are the most. I ended up reading um, 
I went to go do a house reading one time, and the woman uh, was like, can you do me a huge favor? Just go read my house. I'm, I'm feeling there's all kinds of weird energy in here. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go in there. And uh, ended up going into her room, and I guess that's where she practices, practices all her meditation at. And she uh, would say out loud to the, to the spirits or ghosts, whatever, um, any spirit or in, any ghost um, is welcome here. This is a safe haven here. And so what she did was she had a whole bunch of in, uh, spirits in the room, and there was one that was in particular that was in particular that uh, I guess it was her grandmother. I can smell. Um, she was older, so she had she had like Alzheimer's or dementia, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I could smell prior to her death that she, I know it's going to sound gross, but uh, she had a shit and peed on herself. Oh my god! So gosh. she was like, yeah, wearing like a diaper. I smelled that plus. Uh, the perfume that she would wear and then whatever that lady sprayed through the house like to sage it or whatever so yeah i can pick up on that oh my gosh Mm -hmm. well at first i imagine i think this is like american culture and movies that stuff is scary were you scared when you found this out or were you like what is this this is just interesting no i wasn't scared i I hardly ever get scared yeah unless they wake me up in, in the middle of the night like out of my sleep then, then I'll be like, it'll start on me, but oh, yeah, for the most part, I'm so used to it, so it doesn't scare me anymore. Yeah, and I think that's an issue that people think the word ghost and spirits automatically has a negative connotation. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen that time and time again, that they're there to haunt you. What's been your experience when, when you see these these spirits? Are they talking to you? Are they just kind of giving you an, an energy that you know what to do? Like, what is that like? It's different. Like, if I'm doing a reading, it's it's completely different than actually feeling it when I go into someone's house or feeling it at, um, nightly in our home. Um, so usually the ones that, that where, I'm, where I'm giving a reading on the phone, they're usually just kind of like standing there listening or they'll chime in. I could hear them directly telling them, uh, tell them this. Or um, sometimes I, if, um, I know this is going to sound weird, if I can't make the connection with them, uh, hearing them or, or verbally, I'll ask to see a picture of that person and I'll go inside memory and get memories that way. Wow. But yeah, for the most part, they just want to be heard. They just want to pass on messages to their loved ones uh, they didn't get a chance to say or let them know that everything's okay. What if they? What if something's not okay? Would you deliver that news or how do you deal with that? Um, yeah, I, I kind of walk a fine line with that. I, I don't like to. Um, right off the bat, when I do readings for people, I always tell them I don't discuss death and I don't, I don't discuss anything that's going to scare the shit out of you. So even if uh, someone from the other side came to give a family member a message such as, you know, be careful you're going to die or whatever, I don't think I would. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Would, would that fuck you over yeah. or mess you up? Oh my God, I would. <laughs> Especially because I think people, this experience of even getting a reading is very scary to begin with because I think people go into that mindset of, what if I hear news that I don't want to hear and they take it as like hard truth. So yeah, if you're like, you need to be careful driving tomorrow, I'd be like, I- I'm never driving. Exactly. I'm bike it'll, everywhere. Yeah. It'll do more harm than anything else. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to go back to when you, when you found this out, do you remember the exact location? Like what you heard, what you, was there a message specifically being delivered? This is so vivid. Yeah. I was, I suffered from asthma um, from the age of two up until now. And back then, because I'm so old, they used to put us in plastic bubbles. Like, literally plastic <laughs> bubbles like with, like, oxygen inside there. Like bubble Boy? Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. And I was in the hospital one time, and I was so tired. I was in and out of the hospital. I was tired of getting poked because um, it would take, you know, give me injections, take blood, do all kinds of weird shit. Um, <clears throat> and I couldn't breathe, and I was sitting in there, and my, my breathing was really shallow while I was sitting in there. And I remember saying out loud, um, I, I'm okay. I'm, I, I can die now. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm just tired. I want to die. And then I heard my guides come in um, and say, you're not going to die. Um, you have, you have, you have stuff you need to do here first. Um, and kind of just showed me 
what was going to come. So I just got a vision of just like um, obviously being psychic and hearing different things and knowing that I was here for a different reason. That's so insane. I can't even imagine what you felt, but then how did you share that with other people? I didn't. You didn't? No. Mm-mm. So I how, to myself. Oh my gosh, you didn't, did you tell your dad or anything? Um, I didn't tell my dad that at that time. Back then, at the age of like five, there was a lot of family shit going on, so I didn't have the opportunity. Uh, my dad was, um, forgive me dad, was in and out of jail at that time, and then my mother was a single mother, and she was always at work, so I spent a lot of time with just me and my sister mm-hmm. at home, and then <clears throat> spending a lot of time in my room and kind of like practicing, making sure that, um, I know it's going to sound weird, but trying to decipher whether or not I was actually, this is at the age of like five, six, seven, right. whether or not I'm going crazy and what I'm hearing is real, and then I started realizing that the voice, the the messages that were coming through um, were more like guidance. It was more like keeping me out of trouble and teaching me lessons, like asking me questions. Well, well um, you know, well, why do you think this person doesn't like you? Or like, like I had issues with my mom's husbands and boyfriends or whatever. So they would come in or whatever and I would um, not have a great relationship with them. And I would go and try my guides to tell me, don't do it. Don't go out there. Don't talk to them or whatever. They're, they're, you, remind them of, you remind them of your father, so they're going to have some sort of issue with you. Just stay in your room and just, you know, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. And being that young, that is true. You're like, am I just hearing things uh-huh. in my head? Or is this my subconscious? Like, they it always has, say, it, yeah. your voice in your head. And, yeah, having no one to bounce it off of with either. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you are so young, too. The kids are playing outside, running around, and... You're probably like, what, who do I talk to? What am I doing? Them? Yeah. When did you eventually start sharing with people that you had this gift? When I started seeing ghosts. Um, I remember um, I used to get so scared at night that I would sneak into my sister's room and sleep with her. I just needed like to have an extra person there. Mm-hmm. And I remember sleeping in her room and looking in the hallway because I heard something. It woke me up. And I saw what I thought was my sister waiting to go in the bathroom because my aunt used to live with us. Mm-hmm. So there was somebody in there. And I looked in the girl that I thought was my sister looked at me and she was like, shh. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I turned over, and my sister was in the bed next to me. Yeah, so I told my mom, I said, oh, my God, I saw a ghost. And she was like, I'm going to take all that, all those scary movies away from you. It's starting to fuck with your head, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And you're like, here we are. Yeah, here we are. No, it's my livelihood. (laughs) Right? Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, When you say ghosts and guides and spirits, are those all the same thing? And if not, can you explain what each means? I never, ever used to use the word guides until I started doing this as a profession. So I I would always say, they are telling me, they're giving me this message. This is what they want me to say. People were like, who are they? Right. I'm like, "Um, are are those your guides, angels, messengers? I don't like using angels and messengers, so I'll just say guides. Got it. So I'll... um, um, and it's funny because I don't actually hear a voice. It's more like a thought put in my head or images or whatever it is that they're trying to convey to me um, when it comes from them. And then ghosts, um, different feeling, um, ghost spirits, uh, different type of energy that comes through. And uh, believe it or not, even alien. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, I was doing, um, back in like 2008, 2009, I was living in Simi Valley in an apartment and uh I got visited, who I didn't know, I didn't know who it was back then, by William Cooper. He wrote a book called Behold a Pale Horse. He was a conspiracy theorist. Um, He came to me in my dreams, and he would talk to me and show me all these crazy things that had to do with, like, um, it was all political, um, government, uh, conspiracy, secret shit, um, uh, man-made diseases that the, the CDC was putting together and putting out there and seeing people were getting sick from this when it was actually them that were doing it, chemtrails, and, uh, he was so insistent. He would wake me up and scream. I'm, I'm not kidding. When I say he would scream at me, he was, that's who he was in his everyday life. Mm-hmm. He was really stern. Wake up, we're going. 
Where are we going? We're going to go around them and take it. We don't got much time. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, and if you can't fucking remember what it is that I'm telling you, write it down in the morning when you wake up. And I would wow. forget. And he would be like, God damn it, didn't I fucking tell you? Get a tape recorder. I'm like, okay, okay. And he would take me around. He, t- he showed me all that stuff. And then one time I uh, woke up. And knowing the difference between, because my kids and I, we have, great, we, have, we have a great relationship. I used to scare the shit out of them. They would scare me. We would play jokes on each other. So I would know whether or not it was them, them hiding in my room, a ghost. And then the first time that I had the alien visit, um, where that, that energy felt, for, I guess for lack of a better word, intelligent and smart. Mm-hmm. There was something that the frequency was more uh, uh, fine-tuned. It, it seemed like when ghosts come in, it seems like a little bit of a static or a little bit of a... Of a not warbly, but not as clear as this one came through. And I was like, what is this? What's in here? Mm-hmm. And I remember like, kind of like scanning the room and I was like, where are you? Cause I could feel you in here. <clears throat> I looked down and then I looked back up and in between the doorway and the wall, uh, was a shadow there and it looked darker than normal. I was like, is that, and I started, I started to kind of look out. And when I did, I moved my head like this and whatever it was, couldn't move its head the way that we move our head. So it tilted its whole body and it came out of the shadow so I could see it. And I was like, oh my God, there you are. It knew, I know this is going to sound like I'm completely psycho, but it knew, <laughs> it knew that I, I guess, was psychic. It knew that I could read its mind and it was reading mine and it was wondering how I was doing it. It's the same way I was wondering how. And then um, I could feel like it wanted to leave. It was getting agitated and my guides were telling me, look away, it wants to leave. And I'm like, no way, like, I'm going to keep looking at this. I remember looking at that thing's arm, and it was really, really skinny, like, um, probably, like, the as skinny as, like, that plant, like, the branch on that plant there. I was like, what the fuck? And I looked down at my leg, and my leg looked that skinny. <gasps> yeah, oh and I was like, God. oh, my God. I shot the... and, and my guy's like, no, it's a trick, it's a trick, it's an illusion. It's gone now. And I, when I looked up, it was gone. Oh, my gosh. Okay, see, that would scare the shit out of me. You don't really get scared? Mm-mm. Is there anything that scares you when it comes to that stuff? People scare me more than ghosts scare me. That's People that are living and alive and walking around scare the shit out of me more than ghosts or aliens do. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true because people can do more harm than mm-hmm. probably yeah. that would. That is so insane. So when did you start realizing this is something that you not only could read for yourself, but you, like you were saying you do readings for other people. Mm-hmm. How did you realize that? Did you sit down with someone and you're like, whoa, I'm, I'm seeing this energy or someone's telling me something? Like, how did that all come to fruition? Uh, my, cu- my, my mom's sister, who is her half-sister, is half-native, just like I am. Uh, and she's also Hispanic as well. We grew up together. We shared the same crib. She's only a year younger than I am. We would bounce stuff off. We would tell each other about dreams and even get, like, feelings and stuff. If you were to ask any one of my friends or my family members now, um, is Chris psychic? What do you think about Chris being psychic coming out as a psychic? The word psychic would put them off. But if you ask them, well, what was he like? Like, what kind of person was he like to give advice? They would right off the bat be like, oh, he's great at giving advice. They, to put those two things together is kind of foreign to them. Mm-hmm. But I've always known. Like, I would always be the one that my friends would come to to ask questions with or kind of like, um, you know, you get around your girl. I was hung around a lot of girls growing up. So you get around your girlfriends and stuff, and they, they're trying to infiltrate, infiltrate boys and trying to figure out what, what's the best route to go, about, about, to go about doing it. And I would tell them, I feel like this person, like, this is what he's looking for here. So I would give them the advice and have them go and do it. Oh, my gosh. So. And then how did you turn it into a professional livelihood? 
I started getting heavy into astrology because I can't read myself. Um, I know that sounds weird. I, I, my guides will tell me there's opportunity coming uh, this, this, to look forward to this or kind of give me a little bit of a glimpse here. And I'll utilize astrology for myself to kind of give me confirmation on what's coming from my own stuff. And then I would start, and then all of a sudden I just started, you know, reading people's charts or reading them on the side. And then in 2014, my guides had told me um, things were going to come to a head. Uh, Jay and I were running a family business together. We were making combined income of like $200,000 a year. Um, and they were like, this is going to, don't get used to this. This is going to go away. You're, you're going to start walking your path now. Um, get ready for it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm making too much money here. I love this here, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then push came to shove. There was a huge falling out with the people that, that ran the company. We ended up leaving. And then Jay was like, what the fuck are we going to do? Right. And I was like, Let's, they're telling me this is what we need to do. He's like, how do we go about doing that? I was like, I don't know. You need to put the manager hat on and go do what you need, what you need to do. Mm-hmm. No experience. No nothing. Um, first thing he booked was Comic-Con. Oh, my gosh. In Portland, Oregon. Wow. Never looked back. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so funny that you even said Comic-Con. My cousin <clears throat> actually is an illustrator, and so he goes to Comic-Con to try and network, and he was saying how exclusive it is. Like, it's a big deal. You mm-hmm. have to be, like, know someone and get tickets. It's it's not, like, something anyone can roll up to, so that's quite the accomplishment. Jay's a comic book nerd, so he had the connections there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the, the, the first time I did Comic-Con, I got to read Debbie Gibson, uh, the cast of The Walking Dead. And the original uh, Hulk Lou Frigno. Oh my gosh. Read him three times. He sent security to come get me. And oh I was God. like, what the fuck did I do? They're all Mr. Frigno wants to see you. And I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that brings me to an idea I didn't even think of. Have Has this opened doors for you that I'm assuming you didn't even know were there? Uh, yeah. Like people you probably would have never thought you met, you've been able to meet? I've, yeah, I've known as a, as a kid that this was going to be uh, my, my focus or I was going to be somehow put in the in this type of industry here. Um, I've always known that. So kind of like, you know, when, when I'm meeting these people and, and uh, making the connections and the, and the, I guess just looking at what I was told before and then seeing how this is all coming into play here, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're it, helping people. Yeah, not only that, but it just feels like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing here. And honestly, people would be like, people always ask me, aren't you scared that you're going to lose out? Or like, you know, what about like, you know, your security? Anytime... I start to worry about my financial situation or what's going to come. My guides always give me, they always give me something to look forward to. Like more readings will come in. A show like this will pop up. Just all kinds of different opportunities come mm-hmm. into place. So, I mean. It's like, why not? Why yeah. would I just stop doing it for exactly. my own? Or not even my own, but like society's thoughts of like what they think you should and should not be doing. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's something that I kind of want to talk about. Like, I think people get in their own way a lot with mental blocks and is that something when you're doing readings that you can read off the bat? Like yeah. what, what, let's go through a typical reading. Like what does that look like? Or oh, what God. are some different situations you run into? Um, what's that, I like to always tell people what sets me apart from other psychics is that I don't like to give, I'll, I'll predict past and future um, for people. I don't, I'll get some of the past in there. Um, I don't like to give too much of a futuristic type reading here because there's nothing to compare it to because it hasn't happened yet. So I always like to start with what's blocking that person right now. What's keeping that person from, what's preventing them from going to the next level or the next chapter of their life here, whether it's fear, hesitation, um, just kind of distraction or whatever. That's how I like to start my readings. And have you ever had trouble reading someone? And the reason I ask this is because I go to a tarot card reader and a medium actually back in Chicago. Uh 
And I remember she said something about my mom and I didn't even move. It was more of like an internal thing because I'm so close with my mom. I, I feel like I was getting defensive and she could instantly, she's like, oh, you just like shut down. Like I'm having a hard time reading you now. Does that happen where you go to read someone and they're just like so not open to it that you're like, I, I can't. It happened one time, knock on wood. And it was a reading that I had um, where I didn't want to be the person to tell this to tell this person um, that they were a little off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I didn't um, not not just mentally, but they couldn't see they couldn't see past their own nose uh, far enough to kind of reach back around and look at themselves here. Uh, and I'd ask them. I was asking them questions, and they were like, "No, no, no! You start to doubt yourself as a reader." Mm-hmm. I was like, "They're like, no, this doesn't sound like me. Um, no, I don't feel like that's right or whatever." And I was like, "Fuck, okay. Well, what am I gonna do?" Yeah. So I asked my guides. I was like help out what should I say here and they were like ask her what happened with her last boyfriend and so I was like you just ended a relationship what happened with your boyfriend she goes oh he broke up with me and they were like ask why and I was like what for and she said oh because he said I was crazy and I couldn't get it and I was like then I'm going to stop the reading right here like I'm not going to be the one to unravel you yeah I said because if I unravel you this is gonna it's so no harm, no foul. Yeah. Get your money back. Thank you, but no thank you. That's, yeah, I feel like that is a tough situation to navigate. Have you come across personally, I think you kind of talked about this, but tough situations of your own where having this gift, you're like, I know this isn't going to be that tough for the long run. Like, mm-hmm. does that, I guess when you get in hard times, do you, is it quicker and easier for you to flip it around? Because you're like, I have guides. Like, for I myself? Study. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, they don't. They they act. They it's it's actually a uh, a fine balance between giving me just what I need for myself, not other people, um, for myself, and then kind of like having to experience experience it on my own as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And this is exactly what uh, the medium I went to in Chicago said. She's like, I have to go through all the hard stuff to be able to explain it to people. Like. I have to go through a hard breakup to be able to talk about a hard breakup with other people. Like, I have to do it on my own. I'm not easy breezy floating through life, all happy and, like, rainbows and butterflies. No, it's horrible. It's not horrible. It's, yeah. it's just like, fuck, oh, can't ever catch a break? I was telling Jay, we moved from, we live, we're born and raised in L.A. together. Um, we have mutual friends that, um, together and family members that connected us. That's how we became friends. We ended up moving to Oregon for six years and then coming back. And, um... I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make this move. But moving to Oregon allowed us the six years we were there allowed us the opportunity to kind of slow down and, and reassess what we were gonna do here and kind of take some time. Me coming into this, figuring out what it what it is that I was gonna do, and then move back here. When we moved back here, I was like, what what should I look forward to? And we both we were walking down the street and a roach on the sidewalk came across us and they were like, look, and I was like, okay, I'm like, what does a roach mean? And they were like, breaking you down to the bare essentials survival mode only giving you what you need to survive on a daily basis when i tell you girl that they stripped me of everything that i fucking know oh they've stripped me i am so raw mm-hmm. i'm telling you i've lost it's not a bad thing it, it, it'll it'll be it'll come back they told me they were going to get rid of everything so that way when i and then replace it with new stuff and when they do i'd learn how to appreciate it a little bit better because mm-hmm. it, it's coming from me so i said okay but took away my security my comfort my some of the relationships that i had with people it all came to an end Everything wow. came to the surface and kind of was like, okay, we're going to get rid of this, 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 and that, whatever. You don't need this anymore. Start focusing on that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And have you experienced the, like you said, I guess now the result of that? Not yet. Not yet. But it's coming. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. It's and you coming. have to, I feel like, trust the guides, right? <laughs> yeah. ha, that, means, that brings me to a question of trusting your guides. Are you ever like, mm, that's not right. 
that's not right or I'm not feeling right about that? Or is it kind of like they're always right? They're always Does that right. Make sense? Yeah. Anytime you can ask Jay, anytime I go against the grain, it always comes back to bite me in the oh ass. That's why gosh. I don't fuck around. <laughs> I don't. If they tell me something, I'm like, even because my, because I always tell people, get out of your, they're, they're always asking me, Chris, how do I become more intuitive? What can I do to tap into my gifts? You gotta shut the F up and <laughs> listen. It, because what people do, they, they hear the negative in their head. And they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But in order, in order to change, there has to be some sort of devastation or break in your foundation to kind of get you to look at where the weak spots are at here. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to do that. They, they want an easy fix, take a mm-hmm. pill, smoke some weed, distract themselves with, yeah. you know, with, the, with a lover or whatever. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Which and is, oh, fear of change is such a big issue that I didn't realize even I had until I told you I go to therapy every week. And I... I keep having all these issues that come back to fear of change and it is because I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I do have to break down in my barrier and like you said as soon as a negative thought comes or I'm like what if I lose a friend or this relationship ends I'm like I don't want to do it and I like but you're on the verge without, without going too deep into giving you a hardcore <laughs> reading here you're on the verge that's why I'm telling you learn how to trust yourself a little bit more you're, you as 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 you no, I'm, not ta- I'm not talking as a collective here would never put yourself in a position that would knock you out of the park. I just don't, I think you have a lot more self-control than that, but I feel like what, what they want you to do is they want you to let go of some of the things that you're used to doing on a daily basis here and some of the old, some of the thought patterns here and put them, get rid of them to make new here because I feel like you are holding yourself back from more than what you could be doing right now. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't know how you feel. I don't know, I don't know if, uh, again, how far you want me to go, but I don't feel like this is the end-all be-all for you. What's going on with journalism? I actually had a degree in broadcast journalism and then you've got you've got the voice for a girl. Oh, well, thank you. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> that's why I asked why... you the elevator. Do you sing? Yeah, and you're like no. I know. You've you got a good voice. Well, that's hopefully why this podcast <laughs> will end up getting bigger because that's something that I've always liked to do is talk and share and engage with people. And mm-hmm. it's just there is this weird fear of change. Like, okay, but if I do this, what's going to happen with X Y Z? If I do that, what's going to happen with A? Like, what if we'll kill you faster than cancer? Mm-hmm. what if we'll always do it too you just gotta go for it like I don't question anything anymore I'm like I'm just gonna get up and fucking do it yeah I'm so again like you, you've, I've been crucified and nailed and all, all different kinds of uh, shit happened to me that now it's just like what do I have to lose mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna get up and do it and if, and if it's not right then it's not right no harm no foul it, it doesn't make a difference anymore right yeah and when you say your guides too are they always the same people like I guess people's not the right word but people the same ask, guides people ask me that too do you know what they look like I don't know what they look like I only have one one story where a nine-year-old girl I was giving a reading to, um, she was a medium herself. She would see uh, ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, she would talk to a girl that died of cancer. Her dad had passed away. She would see him. And I'm giving her the reading and kind of telling her what, give, telling her what to look forward to, like in school, because I saw some hardship there, make sure that she was strong and stayed confident and realized that she wasn't weird. So that's what people would call me that. Say, my mom would say it was weird. Mm-hmm. You're, you're too much in your head. Um, <clears throat> And so she stops, we're talking, we're having a good time. She stops mid-sentence and like looks behind me and the hairs on my arms stood up. I was like, what are you looking at? And she was like, um, I'm looking, she's all, I'm looking at the two angels whispering in your ear and the, the big guy standing behind them, making sure they're telling you the right stuff. She goes, that's how you know what to tell people because they tell you, but I can't see them. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. But, uh-huh. and you said it's more of like a thought or an image that comes in your head or is it like the same voice or it's always different it's not a voice it's like a thought it's it's Mm -hmm. it's, uh i can't hear anything it just it just comes through Uh, yeah that's so that's so powerful Mm -hmm. i want to know because 
I obviously believe in this and I want there's so many people that are like oh you're making things up it's not real like how do you deal with those people or what are your thoughts on people that think that this is something that's not real that you can't have this gift I question their lives because if you if you look at those people they're usually um people that um, are struggling themselves Mm -hmm. uh, that are trying to find something that they're never going to find here questioning everything instead of shutting the fuck up and paying attention to what's going on here right yeah yeah and do you find i guess this isn't even like an argument but i guess with like angels and god like is that all part of the realm of you what you're doing i get asked that question all the time too i don't um I'm not a religious person. I, I, I'm more of a spiritual type person. Right. Uh, but I, it has to exist. Uh, Christianity, Catholicism, all the you know the saints, everything that religion exists here. I, uh, the reason why the reason why I, I feel it so I feel so connected or know that there's something else out there is because I've had saints that I didn't even know come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, different uh different dreams and or feelings when i was getting ready to, to transition into doing this the, the always the devil's in the details so always throw a wrench in the works and i had him come in and try to tempt me with like uh things that he knew would, would distract me from this so oh wow and so you had to be like no this is what i'm doing this is what i'm doing yeah i'm not, like, I'm, not, I'm, my not purpose. I'm not gonna stray oh my goodness um what are some of your favorite stories from having this gift like have you completely transformed someone's life I'm sure you have. That's why we're talking. I feel like even Annabelle has talked about how you've like completely changed your life. Was it one moment or was it just multiple readings? Like, it's always something. That. It's always something different on a daily basis. Everyone's, everyone. I guess what separates me from other psychics is that I my approach, and I don't I don't like to bullshit people. I like to get to where I like to attack them right where I know. Um, they need to be attacked at where, what, what they need to hear here to kind of get them again to get them to go to the different to, to, to get them to go to the next level um, transform their lives here bringing that out of them and seeing them and, ha- and having them listen to it and hearing them say oh my god like nobody I, I didn't get that till right now mm-hmm. it's like the best feeling ever because it, you're, you're changing someone's mind mm-hmm. you're changing their thought pattern and um, Annabelle's audience the kittens what a great bunch of people they are truly all of them are all doing major things here. They're all transforming their lives. You got girls that are, you know, that were once timid and shy out there doing blogs now, podcasts, um, uh, going into acting, doing makeup, getting involved in the industry, doing their own thing, kind of empowering them. And I'm, I'm, even though I obviously am very gay, I'm very, I'm very pro-female. I mm-hmm. love my women. I am, I am total uh, female empowerment, doing whatever I can to get female. I feel like they, they are the future. And so anything I can do to help that out is just... Love that. Love and that's it. why we're here. Yeah. So you can help everyone out. Mm-hmm. This reminds me a little bit of like, you know, when you, this happens for me at least, when I read my horoscope, I'm like, that's me. This is how I'm feeling. This is my day. But then there's other people that say when you read a horoscope that you just make it apply. Like if it's like today is going to be um, a rocky day at work, then you're like, oh yeah, well that one client did kind of have an attitude. Like you almost look for it to match. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with people that are saying, oh, well, yeah, I could apply that general concept to my whole life. That's why I don't attack them with the, um, I know it sounds weird, and I should stay away from attack, but that's why I don't bring horoscopes. I'll bring astrology into it and say there's a lot more than just that horoscope sign that you're like, I'm a Taurus. So, mm-hmm. you know, Taurus people go into the, the newspaper and find out the Taurus horoscope, whatever. You also have a moon sign, a rising sign, a whole chart that, that goes along with that stuff, mm-hmm. too. So I always tell them, why don't you take the time to go get a reading instead of instead of right away bitch and complain that this isn't real or this isn't right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that you learned astrology. Like, how did you even go about learning that? 
that? Because I can't read myself. And then I went and met an astrologer back like in 2003, 2004. And I just went into this place called the Psychic Eye. It's in Sherman Oaks. I walked in. There was a little old lady. Her name was Vanda. And her, I think she was like in her 60s at that time. Um, just sitting there. And she looked like she was in a bad mood. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to get a reading from her. Mm-hmm. But she looked funny, though. I was like, um, are you busy? And she goes, no, sit down. I was like, okay. So, yeah. so I sat down and I was like, well, I don't know anything about astrology. And she was like, do you know the time you were born? I was like, yeah. She ran a chart. I was like, oh my God. Like just kind of like looking at that and seeing, and, and I was like, so this applies just to me. This, this doesn't apply to anybody else. She's like, no, your chart is like a fingerprint. It's unique to the individual. So that's what I liked about it. We're talking about me and not generalizing. It right. Not ju- the one, the magazine horoscopes that I read. Cause I like, it's like my guilty pleasure, but oh. That is hard to just read that one day magazine and think every single Aquarius on the globe is going to have that happen to them. Try looking at your moon sign. Mm-hmm. Your moon your moon is in Virgo. So uh, mine is in Pisces. It's the polar opposite of Virgo. So a Virgo moon would be more, more along the lines of somebody. The moon rules how we internalize, how we think, um, uh, our mental play here. And Virgo is kind of a different energy for the moon to be in because it never shuts the mind up. It overanalyzes, spin their wheels, kind of makes them a little bit nervous or anxious. Um, they carry a lot of that energy in their stomach as well. My moon is in Pisces. So um, for somebody like me, that's what they say. If you were to ask um, uh, an astrologer, even like metaphysical people, oh, you know, Chris's moon is in Pisces. What does that mean? Well, that, that's, what, that's where he gets his intuition from. Because it's ruled by the moon. It, it's, it's Pisces. It's the culmination of all the signs together. It's a strong sign. It's more of like a... Um, it's not like cancer where you feel everything. It's more, um, it's deeper than that. It's more, it's more of like a, like I can't go to the movies. I hate being in the market. I hate going in a lot of public places together because I can pick up on the energy of everybody else here. Mm. So I've got to go in and get the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. Does that ever get bothersome with how much energy you're taking on from other people? Yeah. Like, I guess this is, I don't know if this is a silly question or not, but like when we were in the elevator, could you read everyone's mm-hmm. energies? That's why I just look down. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. You just have to like remove yourself. I just have, yeah. I have to think about other things or sing a song in my head or stay focused on, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, we're going to do the podcast today. Blah, blah, blah. This is who she is. And I, and I psych myself out so I don't have to pay attention to it. How do you, does it ever turn off? Uh, no. 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 So even sleeping? Mm-mm. No. Not sleeping. No. Oh my gosh. You that, were saying they wake you up in the middle of the they'll night. They'll touch me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they'll touch me. They'll move the bed. Um, I'll, I'll have dreams or get hits. Um, the other night I was telling, I told somebody else the other night that I was uh, uh, getting ready to go to sleep and I heard, and I was dozing off and in my sleep I heard this guy telling me that he was lost and missing. His, his family was looking for him. He ended up missing in Peru. He went on vacation there. Can I help out? And I'm like, no, I can't. Like, oh I, I need to go to bed. Like, you need to, you know. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So you can't turn it off, but you can, I guess, set boundaries, it seems like. Yeah. <clears throat> and I feel like you almost have to, so you don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, you have to tell them to leave, or go away, or not now. Mm-hmm. And then they listen. Yeah, they listen. So mm-hmm. they're like, I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Do they I'm... revisit then? Or do they, like, like, would he come back the next night and be like, hey, I just want to try again? Sometimes. Like, if I do if I do medium readings on the phone, like, I'll, I'll tell the person, I need to disconnect with them. They're, mm-hmm. like, they're like, oh, are you sure? I was like, yeah, because I feel like he's going to be lingering around even after the show. So let's disconnect and kind of have some time for them to kind of walk off. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you do anything for yourself outside of just, like, psyching yourself out or seeing songs to disconnect like what is your version of disconnecting i'll smoke weed oh i will smoke a joint yeah i will i will do relax yeah i don't do it i don't do it every day but i'll do it like um i'll 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 binge for like a whole week to kind of unwind i won't take appointments for a whole week Mm -hmm. and just kind of unwind and relax it's 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 tiring yeah that's that's so funny too that's what the medium in chicago said too she was like 
sometimes if I'm feeling drained, I can't do a reading. Like, it's not just this, like, yep, let's do it. Now, next appointment, next appointment. She's like, I have to take a break and, like, decompress before I can give someone, like, my full attention. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what's very similar to your... And you have to make sure you're in the right frame of mind as well, too, because mm-hmm. I don't want to give you a reading if I'm in a bad mood. Right. And then have it rub off on the readings. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And that was so crazy when you walked in. We, like I said earlier, we sat down for five minutes, and you were asking about my date of birth and my time and my year and I was like oh he's gonna figure out my horoscope like we were just talking about but then you got so specific and that I'm assuming you bring to every reading like do you want people to come and know all those details to help the reading I guess be more productive I it, what, the real only reason why I turned to astrology again is to confirm like uh, right off the bat I picked up what was going on with you and what needs what needs to fall off here and what what's preventing you right this second here and it's your way of thinking I don't feel like it's a it's too hardcore of a way of thinking here but I was like there has to be something there her moon her moon has to be busy it's either Gemini or Virgo and it was Virgo that's so crazy yeah what else can you pick up from someone just from sitting down with them. Um, pretty much everything like um, sometimes again like like it's more psychic I'll pick up like again what they do in their everyday life if, if I'm extra connected I'll, I'll pick up what happened what happened to them as a child see images of like um, they show me like the, the person's house that they grew up in I'll, I'll see pictures on a mantle or what they did like whether you were in dance or took singing as a kid that, that'll come through here um, loved ones will come through um, yeah it's different each and every time so if I came to you now and then maybe in like a month it would be a different different energy uh-huh. yeah. okay yeah that's why i was tell people don't when i do futuristic type readings i always tell people you have the power to change that i'm giving you a glimpse into the future here i you but you can change that and the reason why i know that is because i've given so many readings to people futuristic type readings and tell them this is how it's going to play out x y and z here this is what i see i remember one gentleman in particular it came to me and i told him i'm, I'm predicting this and, and if you don't you know watch out for this this is going to happen and i said um and i knew that he was a kind of like a little bit of a psychic jumper here and i told him i don't he's like well let me book a reading for you with you like in a couple months i'm like no let's wait for like six months and kind of mm-hmm. see how everything plays out here i don't i don't want to reach you until that time comes up but if it's an extreme emergency reach out reach out to me a few months later um and I, as soon as I heard his voice on the phone, I was like, forget what I told you last time. You started doing this. You've lost a whole bunch of weight. You've changed your diet up here. Your health has improved here. So forget X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a good point, I think, on futuristic readings. Because, again, I think the media has defined psychic as looking at a crystal ball and seeing exactly how someone's future is going to look. But you're saying that's not even a correct uh, definition. Yeah. Like, uh, where did that even come from? Yeah. Do you think? Just, like, media? It's like, just, it, it's the, it's the, you, you gotta also blame the people that were doing it, that are doing it now, and even before then, the, the, the charlatans, the, the frauds, the fakes, the phonies kind of coming in there, taking people for their money, you know, the, no disrespect, and everybody has to make money and has to hustle here, but, like, the $25 palm readers that you see up and down Santa Monica Boulevard or Ventura Boulevard, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I was gonna ask, how do you know if someone's legit or not? I just know. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure people look at me and they're like, he's a fake or whatever, but I have shit that backs it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know like, I mean, that's why you're successful. Mm-hmm. But how if I was, let's say I just got to LA and I was like, I really want um, a reading. How do I know that those palm readers are not legit? 
Go in there. I always tell people, do your psychic homework first. Go in there. Figure out who you want to get read by. Don't give them anything. Whenever I do a reading, the very first thing I tell people, I, give, I, I tell them, okay, let me give you my quick little spiel before we get into it. And I'll tell them, I don't discuss death. I don't discuss anything that's going to scare the shit out of you. I'm going to go in for the first few minutes of the reading and give you what my guides are giving me to give you directly. And then I'll open the reading up to any questions that you have in regards to what I said. Or if you want to know about shit that we didn't get a chance to touch on, we can do it at that time. And then the last thing is I always reference, because it's, it's expensive. It's $150 for a half hour, $300 for an hour. Mm -hmm. If I was going to pay $150 for half an hour, you better fucking tell me everything. Yeah. And I always go, because it's a lot of money, and Jay's sitting here, so I probably shouldn't be saying this, but <laughs> I always go over. I'll, I'll give him a 45-minute reading. That's a lot of fucking money. Right. So I always, I, I go in, I tell them, don't say anything, let me go in. So that's what I tell people. If you have to give them your name, give them your name. But just go in there. Don't tell them anything. Let them work for their money. Let's mm -hmm. see what you're all about. Right. Yeah. That's a good way because like anything else, like I'm just thinking of plastic surgery or doctors, you look at their certifications, there's a paper on the wall, but this is like, that's how you know if someone's legit. You don't, they're not, you're not giving them the prompts to be like, oh, you're doing bad at work. Oh, let me go into that whole spiel mm -hmm. because you kind of just set it up for them, it sounds yeah. like. And I'll tell them too, the third thing, when I tell them that it's a lot of money there, I'll tell them, uh, feel free at any time to jump in to call bullshit. Do not hold back, like if they're Annabelle's people, mm -hmm. I'll say, I don't, I, don't, I don't forget about what the queen said. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. Don't try to be polite or try, or try to just be friendly. Speak your mind. Tell me that I'm wrong or I'm off here. Mm -hmm. And I've had people come in and challenge me. That doesn't sound right. That sounds a little off here. And then call me back and say, oh my God, I thought you were crazier than shit when you said this and then all this stuff came true oh my gosh i was gonna ask has there ever been a reading where it was so off that to the person that they're like i didn't get any value out of this at the very beginning of my career i did um a couple of uh uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theory type shows where um, I would read people live on air. I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I, no, no psychic does it. I'm going to be the first one to do it. I'll go ahead and do it. And I started reading people live on air. And during the readings, they were like, no, that sounds off. No, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was pissed. I was like, fuck, this, this is embarrassing. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Yeah, like they're, they're, people are listening to this, whatever. No sooner did I get done with that interview, I had three of those emails pop up and say, we had no idea that you were going to get that deep. We have people that know us. We don't want this to come out. Mm. And I was like, that's great, but you just yeah, murdered me. Yeah, look quite bad. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think maybe sometimes people say that's not right or that's not on because they're probably so scared that you are actually getting to the vulnerable side of them. Mm -hmm. And how do you break those barriers with them? I tell them, I'm, this, you have to understand something. I don't know you. I've never met you before. Feel free. To, this is like confession. Mm -hmm. Tell me whatever it is that you need to tell me. Or wouldn't it feel good to actually get it out and, and get the advice or the, the, the guidance that you're, look, that you're so desperately looking for and or needing here? Just get it off. Just don't sit, sit here spinning your wheels. Mm -hmm. And even it, it sounds like I'm manipulating them, but at the same time, I just I want, I want them to feel comfortable. Get it out. This is what's holding me back. Mm -hmm. Do you ever read couples or pregnant women? Can you read like oh, pregnant you know? women? <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I've read a couple of celebrities that were pregnant in uh, uh, read just not normal people, but clients, people that are not celebrities, and um, I've actually I I went to uh, one person's house and I started feeling nauseous. And this woman was as skinny as can be. Mm -hmm. Wasn't even showing. And she was like, can I get you anything? And I was like, yeah, maybe like some water, some crackers. And she was like, crackers? And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling not. And I looked at her, I was like, you're pregnant. And she was like, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so I'll pick up on pregnancy and or issues. That's why I told you about your stomach because you're making my stomach feel a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll pick up on uh, health issues. Uh, some woman had Crohn's disease one time and her and I were gagging on the phone together. I was like, I just feel sick. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And I, and I was talking, I was like, you have like you, I go, you have some sort of stomach issue. I said, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a red, I'm seeing flashing red. I said, is it, there's some sort of something wrong with your digestion or your, or your stomach? I said, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the lingo here. Yeah. She's like, I suffer from Crohn's disease. And as soon as she told me I was gay, she was laughing her ass off. She yeah. said, do you feel it that bad? I was like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm dead. Yeah, you're like, I have to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's wild. I didn't even think about when people are actually so sick and you do readings. You, you take on all those symptoms, kind of? I can pick it up, yeah. What about when, with couples, if there's any issues or problems, do you read couples? Or are you like, uh, I don't want to get into the middle um, of this? I, I will read couples so long as they're... Um, willing to do it i've read people that were coupled up and then didn't work out so well during the reading afterward and they ended up Mm. so there is a disclaimer that i'd like to get before i read couples got it yeah what about animals um i could pick up a little bit on animals here i'm a little hesitant when it comes to because um it's not that i don't it's not that i don't like animals i don't have any 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 animals of my own so Mm -hmm. but yeah i can pick up sometimes on them or if they're, um, I usually pick up more on them on the medium side. If they're coming through, like I had a girl the other time. I said, this is going to sound weird. I said, but I'm picking up a dog here. And this dog is thanking you. I said, the dog, did you have the dog for like years? And she goes, yeah, I just had like two months ago. I said, well, I'm getting I'm getting images of the dog being petted, being fed. It's bed here. So to me, that's a, kind of like a thank you and remembering. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I'm not a dog, so I don't know how to yeah. listen to words. Yeah. What about, um, I feel like people usually want to connect with mediums to talk to past loved ones. Mm-hmm. Can someone go in and say, today I want to speak with my grandfather and that just comes to you? Or you're like, that's not how it works. That is, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. At least with me. I don't okay. know how these mediums do it on television. Um, sometimes, again, they'll, they'll come through and they'll actually say stuff to me. Or sometimes if they're skeptic and or people that would not usually go to a mystic or somebody that's metaphysical, they'll just be quiet and they'll listen. And I, and I know that intention because they're listening to see if I'm misleading the person. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell them, like, your dad's here, but he's being really quiet. Um, he's making sure that I'm not misleading you. Or um, I'll say, I'm not getting anything. I don't hear. I don't feel. Can you show me a picture of them? And they'll email a picture of me while I'm on the phone with them. And I'll look into the eyes of that picture and get that person's memory. Mm-hmm. So, that, so if they're not coming through, I can go into their memory. Got it. Yeah. So that's how you can help mm-hmm. the, with that barrier. Yeah. What about um, on the phone readings versus in person? Do you find it harder to do over the phone because you're not feeling that energy or you can still feel that? I like doing over the phone readings. Um, those are a lot um, uh, more, I think this is more convenient for the client because they're not nervous seeing me face to face here. But I love my in-person readings just as much. Yeah. yeah. What about... Um, family members of your own do they now all this time come to you like I have a problem I need to talk to you I need to like are you like no I my grandmother comes to me my, my mom's mom comes to me she uh whenever I'm feeling down or I'm depressed or I'm just like I have my days where I'm like I just can't do this anymore like I, like just let me I always say come home like go back like go to heaven it's like I just I can't do this my, my life is so fucked up my grandma will come in and she'll be like you just gotta be stronger or she'll set the um she knows I'm such a slob I love to eat so she'll set the place at the house that I grew up in with her and there'll be food all over and she'll start talking to me and tell me what's going on oh my gosh mm-hmm. what about in real life like for example, I know someone that was a massage therapist, and I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so awesome to have you as a boyfriend because you could always give me massages. He's like, no, I want it when I come home 
not do that. So are you going to family events where everyone's like, Chris, I want to sit down and have a reading. And you're like, this isn't what I want to spend my day doing. We go to parties or events. And yeah, and people are like, oh, psychic Chris or whatever. Yeah. Talk to me or whatever. And I'll spend the whole time reading people. Yeah. But it's what I do though. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I it, it's a great icebreaker. It's a great icebreaker too. It gets it makes people more comfortable. It gives it makes me more comfortable too. So I'm picking up on their attention, seeing who they are and what's going on. So yeah. so it's not I'm overwhelming. Just... I I guess it would be only overwhelming if you're feeling drained. Yeah, that's when you have to be like, okay, please give me a second. I need to recoup. Or if I want to get out of it, I'll start drinking. <laughs> I had a couple of cocktails. Maybe it's not such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna tell you. Oh, yeah. You might want to be careful. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so insane. So how? Do you think this has helped you in pers- in your personal life? Like, do you think it's helped you build relationships or given you more clarity to be clarity to be like this relationship doesn't serve me anymore? And are you telling people this is what my guides are telling me? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's it helps me because it, all my experience, everything that I've been through in this lifetime here, to be able to share it with people that are going through the same thing, and then them looking at a different perspective when they're used to hearing it one way. There's nothing more satisfying than looking at somebody and just seeing, you can just tell that light going off. That, that's all that I'm here to do. So when people ask me when I give readings and I tell them, you know, reach back out to me. Let me know how things are going. Keep in touch. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I don't want to bother you. But this is what I do. Like, yeah. it doesn't bother me. Like, this yeah. is what I signed up to. This is my life here. This is my path. So keep them coming here. Yeah, so, yeah. come back. Mm-hmm. So you were saying that people don't want to come back to you sometimes. How often should people be coming to get readings? I always tell them, like, like uh, <clears throat> if they're... It all, it all depends on their reading. If it's a quick fix, like like a, like it's somebody that, that catches on that wants to know, okay, what, what's holding me back here and it's a quick, easy fix, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's people that I feel like are going to be kind of uh, needing a little bit more guidance and a little bit more, you know, something out, out of me, what I'll do is I'll set up follow-up calls in regards to what's going on. So th- those calls are free. So they're anywhere from five to ten minutes. We just kind of go and shoot the shit, figure out what's going on there, and then move them forward. But I always tell people, I don't want to reach you more than two or three times because that becomes therapy here. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you becoming codependent on me or um, feeling like, like you need a psyche to kind of solve everything for you. Go out and experience it on your own. I was going to say, I feel like that would be me. I feel like I would be calling everyone being like, what do you think now? And to your point, you're not a therapist, Mm -hmm. but it probably is really helpful for some people. Do you find that um, people tend to regress sometimes? Like when you talk to them and they're like, I don't know, like things have gotten worse. And like, why would that happen? Because of what the... Because what they'll end up doing is end up spinning their wheels on it or making a bigger deal out of it than needs to be here or fearing like, because um, I hate I hate giving doom and gloom. Like if somebody comes to me with a relationship, I'll, I, I don't want to flat out ruin someone's life and tell them, no, this isn't going to work out, get rid of them here. Mm-hmm. But I'll, in a roundabout way, kind of say, this is, where I, this is where I see issues happening here. And then the person will come into play because they're looking for that shit to happen. They're making things happen. They'll start shit up and then put them right back. Mm-hmm. So then that goes into your regressing, kind of going back, repeating old patterns here or um, starting a fight for no reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. People mm-hmm. tend to self-sabotage a lot. That's a good one. Self-sabotage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I'm working on too is we kind of touched on this a little bit before too, but I think people are just so scared of their own potential because they're like, I could be amazing. And that's scary to people. I think people like being the path of least resistance, very middle of the road. They don't want to rock the boat too much. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, I guess, some studies, not studies, some sessions where someone has com- radically changed their behavior or thinking that now you're like, that's what you're supposed to be doing. 
Like you've done what you're taking the path you needed to take. God, it, it happens so often, huh? Like where um, people just automatically just get it. They they uh, they they needed. Uh, I guess what they what what blows their mind is that this is coming from somebody that's one never met them. Two, if it's a, again, the majority of my readings are done over the phone. That's only seen a picture of them, and then comes in and then shakes the living shit out of them. And they're like, oh my God, how would you, how do you know that? And I relate it in a way to them, in a way to them that's very direct. So kind of, um, unless, again, unless they're self-sabotaging or people that, that, that just, again, are, 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 are prone to just, um, being codependent or, or, or lazy or, or the what ifs or whatever, let's keep it at self-sabotaging. It pays off, it pays off a lot better for those that, that actually you know that want to know what's blocking them and kind of get them to go forward here and they start seeing the results like this the, like coming to terms with something that i've told them and then realizing that, that that's what it was the whole time and then tell me what a great weight lifted off my shoulders now i don't i don't feel that anymore here you you kind of nailed it for me blah 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 that's th- th- those are the readings that i like to do mm-hmm. i think something that we've seen now more than ever is the lack of help around mental health we've seen two high profile suicides in the last week We've seen depression rates higher than ever, bipolarness, anxiety. Have you helped people out of depressions or Mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts or anything like that? Depression, I don't, um, I'm gonna be straight up here. I don't mess around with people that have mental illnesses. I can't. Mm -hmm. Um, I've I've experienced it personally with with, uh, somebody that I have mentored. that uh, ended up being schizophrenic there. I always knew there was some sort of mental disconnect there uh, to call it schizophrenia. I didn't know at that time there. And then I've also seen, um, I've worked a lot of events where people walk in um, and you know, it's a bunch of psychics or mediums, tarot readers, Reiki healers, all in one, under one tent there. People kind of browse around and shop. Um, <clears throat> and I remember this little old lady coming in there, must have been like in her 80s. And uh, I was going to the bathroom. I had just had a quick break. I was going to the bathroom. The host of the show was like, oh, Chris, you're a psychic medium. Um, can you read her real fast? Um, she's, she says she's got an attachment on her. And I looked, at, I looked at that woman, and I was like, I can't help her. And she was like, the, the host was kind of offended. She was like, why? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because there's no attachment on there. She's got Alzheimer's. She, there's, something, there's something off with her cognitively. She's yeah. Like, and she's like, oh wow! And I and the, the lady looked. I looked at the old lady just to make sure. I looked right right in her eyes, and I saw that disconnect. And she got scared. She's like, what's he doing to me? He's what's what's he doing or whatever. You wouldn't. You you would be surprised. People that call themselves health uh, metaphysical, um, healthcare practitioners, uh, holistic healers, met, metaphysical mystics, whatever it is, we're here to help people. They're taking advantage of them. They were doing all kinds of crystal work on this lady, trying to exercise this demon oh. out of her. And I was like. Like it's not that far down the rabbit hole. Yeah, but you can really play with people's minds that way. Yeah, that's something, I guess, when you think about mental health issues, they're operating at a different frequency and wavelength that you can't, like you said, it's very nuanced. You can't just go in there and say... This is how it works. A lot of times, people that suffer from depression and/or anxiety, when I read them on the phone, um, I don't I don't attempt to diagnose or, or, or remedy the situation here. But they're so intuitive th- themselves that they can't. I always tell them, I feel like the problem with you is that you're mixing your intuition in here with your with your material mind. You're 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 knowing what it is that you have to do, and that causes the anxiety because it's telling you to break up, change jobs, change your living situation here, and that's anxious to you. That that that's I don't have the money. I don't I don't have the means to do it or whatever, and it causes you to kind of go in a tailspin disconnect relax i always tell people only control what's within your control fuck everything else 
That is so true. You literally cannot take on other people's business. No, you can't. That's something I have, um, I'm a big believer in like writing things down and looking at them to manifest them. And at work, I have something on my window. We work at WeWork. And so there's a window that I write in dry erase markers as stay in your own lane. Because there was a period where I would get really caught up in what other people were doing and the reports and why is this person coming in late and oh my gosh, why is this person not performing? And I was like, why is that my problem? Because you're a perfectionist. You, and that's what you were telling me before as soon as we sat down. The perfectionist in you, it, it, um, it, it, if I can do this and, I'm, and, and I can hold myself to these standards, why can't you, you and you? Mm-hmm. That's you. Yeah, yeah, that is so funny. And guys like listening at home, we literally, he came in, we were in the elevator, sat down, and this is before we even started recording, and he was like, when's your birthday? What's your sign? And in 2.5 seconds, like, nailed it with how I'm feeling and, like, what I am in, in terms of, like, the process of thinking about myself. And can you give, just shed a little insight on what you told me? Because I think this will help people understand how powerful just a 30-minute reading can be. As far as, like, what, what's blocking you right now? Yeah, and, like, what you read about. How did you figure that out as soon as we sat down? I just I just noticed that about your energy. I just picked up that when I first saw you. And, again, going back to what I said about the astrology part of it, just for Chris, just for Psychic Chris, because Psychic Chris hates to be wrong, mm-hmm. will utilize astrology to to confirm it on my end. It's not really for you, it's for me. Mm-hmm. So when I, I saw that Virgo moon and that Aquarius energy, it's, it's kind of difficult because you're you're an outside-the-box type of thinker here, but at the same time, uh, it the, you're... I don't, want to, I don't want to keep making it about astrology, but that Virgo moon kind of over-accentuates that and kind of makes you feel a little bit more self-conscious and, and um, wanting to make sure that everything that you do is, is, is perfect before you put it out there because you don't want people to come back and say something about it. Mm-hmm. And that could be general for everybody, but for you, it, causes, it, it can cause a lot of anxiety. Yeah, and that's so funny that he said that because this morning I woke up super anxious and I'm usually not an anxious person. Like... People have said you're not the type to react negatively and be like, I'm so anxious, I can't perform it. Like, I've never had an anxiety attack or anything like that. And so I was like, it is so weird that I'm waking up feeling anxious. And it was in my stomach. And I remember being like, why is this happening? Is it because I went out late last night? Like, what is this coming from? And you're like, I felt it in my stomach, too, as soon as I sat down and talked to you. And it probably was. Like, I want this recording to be perfect today. I don't want to mess anything up. I want to make sure the microphones work. I want to make sure the audio is good. And that's actually, I've talked about this before in my podcast, what took so long to launch it was because of how perfect I wanted it to be. I was like, if I'm starting it, I better have the top equipment, top guests, top website. And then a year goes by because of my own self-limiting beliefs that I was like, well, you don't have all that. You can't start a podcast. Girl, nobody knows that better than me because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to perfect my my podcast. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't want what everybody else is doing. I want to come different, come Mm -hmm. out differently here. But with you, um, just to give you a little bit more of a mini reading here. I feel with you that no one is holding you back except for yourself here. So you got to get outside of that way of thinking because your 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 soul, your essence, your presence, what makes you you behind the flesh, blood, the beautiful hair, um, is wanting more here. But you, your I hate saying material mind. We'll use lower mind. Um, is is kind of bringing the what ifs in here, and it's not allowing you to ascend or go as as far as you you need to go here. I just feel like you're 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 being a little too critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so true. I talked to my mom about something because we've talked about this a little bit outside of the uh, podcast too. Saying I would let other people's judgment get to me that actually isn't even real. I just make that up in my head. Mm-hmm. Like here's a good example. I wanted to move abroad, and I was like, oh, people are gonna think I'm flaky or a job hopper. Or like who does that? She's just going through a phase. Why does she want to move abroad? 
And my mom was like, why would you think people are a job hopper? You've been at one job for five years. That doesn't even, that's not even the definition of a job hopper. Why would you be flaky just because you want to move to another city? And I was like, well, you know, that's essentially when people bop around, I feel like people think they're lost. And my mom's like, who's people? You keep saying people are going to think I'm crazy. People think but I'm that's flaky. Your own. And I was like, I don't think it's anyone specific. It's actually my own mind. What I see with you, the, the first image I got, even when we were at the uh, Santa Monica place over the weekend, the image that I got of you was, it wasn't a, uh, the actual sun in there. It was sunset. It was sunrise. So it was the sun getting ready to come up. So there's going to be, so to make a little mini prediction here, I'm going to say by um, November, December of this year here, there's going to be some opportunity coming in when it comes to this and so some sort of notoriety or opportunity coming, come in the form of the entertainment industry or what what it is that you want to be doing entertainment wise so look out for that here again I, I think that what you need to do is take a step back reassess the situation with what's going on here and realize you have this mm-hmm. I just you seem like you're ready to go to the next level here and I, and I don't know whether or not you're doing it to me it's like you're doing a number on the way that you're thinking that's holding you back from getting mm-hmm. here that's exactly what it is it's like I, there's like you said there's nothing holding me back I don't have a boyfriend I don't have pets I don't have sick family members. there's nothing holding me back from what I want to do mm-hmm. except my own beliefs of myself mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm constantly trying to work on with therapy every week but I think having readings like this help people understand okay this is this is me I need to stop blaming other people for how I think about myself. Because you have all the stuff. I, I can see you're, you're made for the... I don't care what anybody tells you. You're made for the entertainment. You're, you're made to talk to people, to bring people together here. It's your presence that... It's a very... Um, I don't know if you see this in yourself. It's a very controlled presence here. So I think that you... I don't, I don't know if you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and like... I always tell people, go look and examine yourself. Talk to yourself in the mirror. See how you come across. Or have somebody record you while you're talking to see how you come across. Your presence is there here. This isn't yet. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because you're, you're, you, you've got the voice. You've got the host voice. You've got, you're good when it, you're good at interviewing and talking about making people feel comfortable here. It's you. It's me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's funny you used to say that thing about the mirror thing. This is kind of a funny story. Mm-hmm. I had on my mirror at home, like you are beautiful and you are worthy. And then I had a guy spend the night and I was like, should I erase that from my mirror? That's so embarrassing. But I was like, no, it's like self-affirmation. Like people do it. This in their is head. what I'm people into. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, why should I hide that just because again it comes from the judgment what is he gonna think of me what if it's he thinks i'm crazy or weird god i wish i had i don't wish but yeah i do actually i wish i had more male clients Um, the majority of my clients are female because i love reading males because it's always um a challenge with them they always think oh this person's a fake they're a fraud or whatever or they can't get to me and i always end up switching it up on them so I feel like more guys are starting to get more in tune with this. Mm-hmm. So seeing that on your mirror could be like, well, how does that work for you? And it opens a whole different conversation as to what it is that you're into and what you're doing here. That so can change somebody's mind. Yeah, it's so funny you say that. The background on my phone is be the energy you want to attract. And this guy was talking about a bar yesterday. I was like, what does that? What does your background say? And I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna make fun of me and like be like, whoa, that's so woo woo. <laughs> and he was like. I believe, like, I so believe that. I believe in the law of attraction. And we had this, like, 30-minute conversation that I was like, wow, it's in my own mind that guys think that this is, like, silly and woo-woo. And You see, that that's those are signs. Uh, people are going to be like, oh, now we're going to talk about signs. But it's true. If you're going to ask for it and you're going to go look for it and you're going to want to put it out there to the universe, make sure you're paying attention mm-hmm. to see what's coming back at you. Yeah. So, and you're getting this here. So, I again, I feel like you're on the right track here. It's getting out of your own way, staying in your own lane, and making mm-hmm. sure you can control what, what's within your control. That's it. Yeah. Because I, I feel like, again, the, I don't know, I, I just can't see you doing anything that would involve working 
in a corporate type setting, like a nine to five behind a desk all day long staring at a screen. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to interact with people and socialize and be more on the social level. Yeah. Yeah. That is such an amazing way, I think, to end the podcast because I want people to go to you to get their own personal reading because I am like blown away again how perfectly you said it. Again, it wasn't a blanket statement. You could have just been like, oh, you're feeling off at work today. And it's like, okay, it's Monday morning. Everyone feels off at work on Monday morning. (laughs) Yeah, like, exactly. And it was so specific that I was like, this is real. And I want people to go to you. So how can people actually find you and book a reading with you? They could book me directly on my website, chrismedina.guide, or feel free to message me on social media at psychicchrism. Psychic Chris M. Psychic and I'll Chris be M. I'll definitely be linking that in the show notes and everything because everyone needs to follow you. Everyone needs to book. And like he said, it might be expensive, but you probably spend more money getting like blowouts and your nails done. So this is actually for your self-improvement. Yeah, actually it is, yes. Uh-huh. So just think of that. That's how I start justifying things now. I'm like And it's all organic too. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the way to think of it. But thank you so much for being on. I love having you and I can't wait for people to come to you. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope you liked Chris and all the fabulous things he had to say. You can find him at Psychic Chris M, like he said. You can find me at Chelsea Rife, R-I-F-F-E. And stay tuned for next week. I think I'm going to actually look into starting social media channels specifically so that you guys can either DM or tweet or write whatever it is into that specific channel. So maybe we can start doing advice podcasts. You can start tweeting what you liked and didn't like, um, DMing me guests that you want to have on. So stay tuned for that and definitely look forward to next week because like I said, I have some really, really exciting guests on that you guys will love. All right. Don't forget to tap those five stars.